This class uh, continues on the model of Jesus. We learn a lot from how Jesus interacted with people. Uh, the main thing now is that Jesus' ministry was um, varied. He used different methods with different people. Uh, he spoke with individuals. He spoke with small groups. He spoke with crowds, sometimes up to thousands. And today, uh, this translates to personal evangelism, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, to small groups like Bible studies or uh, visiting on the campus or seeing people in the streets in your neighborhood, but also through Internet, through TV, through radio, all kinds of ways. So let me share with you to get really practical so that you can use uh, some of these principles of how God is using different ways to draw Muslims to Himself. So this will be uh, titled, Ways Muslims Are Coming to Christ. Let's begin with literature. Um, in most situations, literature is involved. And I want to tell you from my personal experience, as someone who went to Iraq in 1973 to work with the Kurdish people, uh, I did not know of one Kurdish believer at the time. I asked all kinds of uh, companies, organizations, mission agencies, if they know of any Kurdish believers in 1973. And there were none that we knew about. Uh, one reason for that, I recognize, is that there was no Bible in the Kurdish language. So I began to work on a translation, assembled a team of Kurds, who were all Muslims, because I couldn't find any believers, to work on translating the New Testament. None, uh, none of them knew Greek or Hebrew, so we had to work from Arabic. Some of them knew a little bit of English. So from an Arabic translation, work into a Kurdish translation. The story is long, so I won't tell you all of it. But let's fast forward until the time it was published and became available. As soon as the gospel was available, and we printed 100,000 of the Gospel of Luke, distributed throughout North, uh, North Iraq among the Kurds, people began to hear about Jesus Christ and began to accept Jesus as their Savior. And now, thankfully, there are thousands of Kurds all over the world who have come to know Jesus Christ because the Bible is now available in the Kurdish Sorani and in the Bahdini and the Kormanji, three main languages of the Kurds. But let's make it really personal. I'll tell you about the story of Maha. And uh, I pray that you will learn something from that. Maha was uh, an Egyptian woman, still is an Egyptian woman, who was brought up in a very, very fundamental Muslim family. She and her sisters and mother were completely covered, head to toe, not one uh, millimeter of their fingers, even fingernails were showing because they wore gloves and shoes and stockings. And uh, she grew up in this environment, learning to pray and uh, fast and all kinds of uh, things that she's required to do as a Muslim. She went to university. At the university, she began to question her religion 
she was exposed to Marxism, to communism, to many different uh, philosophies of life. And she, within herself, decided Islam did not make sense anymore, and she became actually a socialist and joined a, a political party in Egypt. But she continued to dress as a Muslim, and living at home with that Muslim identity. At the age of 25, as she was walking in the street one day, heard some music, uh, a sound of music. So she approached that building, turned out in some alley there was a church, and there was a group of uh, musicians gathering together in a band and a choir to prepare for the Sunday worship. It was a weekday evening. So knowing that nobody could know who she is because she's fully covered, she got interested, walked in the back of the church, sat in the back, nobody bothered her. It was dark, and she was watching what was going on. The most significant thing that happened that evening is that when the uh, practice was finished, the uh, choir director stood up, held hands with a group in a circle, and said these two words, Heavenly Father. And uh, he lowered his voice, continued to pray, but it didn't matter what he said. Those two words struck a chord in her heart. And she walked out thinking about two things that happened. Flashback to when she was eight and when she was 15. When she was eight years old, as she was on a rug, prayer rug, praying with her mother, she stopped in the middle of the prayer and said, Mom, who are we talking with? Who are we talking to? And her mother told her, You're not allowed to ask any questions or interrupt your prayer. Shut up and continue your prayer. So she was rebuked, and she never asked that question again. But something happened inside her. She said, I must be talking to someone like my father, a big father. And she imagined God to be a big a version of her father. But nothing uh, after that encouraged that thinking, so she dropped it and didn't think about it again. When she was 15, and that's where the lesson comes from, she and her sister went to a movie in downtown Cairo. As they left the movie and they were crossing the street, a woman in a white Mercedes drove right by and stopped at the curb, and rolled down the window, handed her a gospel of John in the Arabic language, and drove away. And until now, that woman has not showed up in Maha's life again. Maha took this gospel, did not know what to do with it, so she went home and hid it for fear her mother would be angry with her for having it. But she was afraid to throw it away because... It is the Injil. She has always heard that the Injil is accepted by Islam, but the original copy has been uh, lost. Therefore, the Injil we have today, the Gospel, is not reliable. So Maha uh, hid that Gospel, and she did not see it again for ten years. After she heard those words, Heavenly Father, she walked back home, and she had those two 
incidents in her history of life that she thought about when she was eight, thinking of God as a father, and when she was 15, being given a Gospel of John. So she went home and said, What did I do with that Gospel of John? Where did I hide it? I have not seen it again for 10 years. She searched and she found it deep in a drawer, and she began, she locked the door and began to read the Gospel of John. She told me this story uh, when she visited me and my wife in Lebanon uh, late at night after 10 o'clock until midnight. And about midnight, I remember looking at the watch, and about midnight, she told us that story. And she said, I began to fall in love with Jesus Christ as I read John chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, having encountered uh, Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman and all these wonderful words that Jesus said about being born again, about being the, the, the uh, uh, living water that no one could thirst again if they drank it. And then healing the, the person who was paralyzed and on and on. And then his discourse with the, with the Pharisees. When we got to chapter 8, there was a story of the woman caught in adultery. And uh, the Jewish leaders threw that woman before Jesus and they said to him, Should we kill her or not? Should we stone her according to the law of Moses or not? And they were doing this to test him because they knew that Jesus was teaching something a little bit different. In fact, radically different than they were teaching. And yet he claims that he did not come to change the law or to abolish it but to complete it and fulfill it. So they were testing him, trying to figure him out, and also to catch him in a mistake. At that time, Maha closed the Bible, and she put it on the side table, and she said, I'm afraid to read anymore. I've just fallen in love with Jesus. I don't want to be disappointed, because she was sure he was going to say, stone her. And if he didn't say, stone her, then what would he say? Because Islamic law dictates that woman is stoned. So she saw the similarity between the, uh, the story in the Gospel of John and what she has learned from the Sharia, from the law of Islam. And she was afraid Jesus would disappoint her because the very reason she left Islam is for this kind of legalism in that religion. But she got curious. What did Jesus say? If he said no... That means he's acknowledging, accepting adultery and living a promiscuous life like she heard Christians do. And she couldn't go to sleep until she opened the Bible. When she read what Jesus said, what Jesus did, he came down and said, anyone without sin, let him be the first person to stone her. And therefore people ran away, walked away in shame because no one could openly publicly say, I am without sin. Here, here's my stone. And there, at that time she says, this is the Lord I want to follow. In fact, the next day she sought a church and uh, she found a pastor whom I know and he sent her to us in Lebanon because she was rejected by her family and she ended up studying at a seminary there and preparing for ministry. All of this would not have happened had it not been for this woman 
who came in a car and handed the gospel. What could have done? What could have happened to this woman who had so many questions? She had left Islam but did not find anything else to replace it except communism. But when she did finally find Jesus Christ, she accepted him as her Savior and as her Lord, and she began to serve him. I have seen many times people receive a gospel, and that changed their lives. You are looking at one of them. I was 11 years old before I heard anything about Jesus Christ, though I grew up in a Christian family, but it was not a believing family. We just went to church, and uh, it was a Greek Orthodox church, and it was all Greek to me, literally. I didn't understand the prayers. And if I did, uh, some of it was in Arabic. I said them so fast, I didn't know what they were saying. Because it was all religion and ritual. At the age of 11, I was playing soccer in the field. And a young man, about 30 years old, comes in and hands me a Gospel of Matthew, a little booklet. And I took it. And that change began the journey of discovery, which led me to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord a year later. That gospel had the power to touch my heart and change me, had the power to touch Maha's life and change her. Brothers and sisters, you need to have in your glove compartment, in your car, gospels in Arabic and other languages, depending on the people that you meet. You need to order Bibles and uh, distribute them. The Word of God needs to be available. When it was available to the Kurds, thousands accepted Christ. Many have rejected Him, but thousands have accepted Him. Same thing in North Africa. I went after Iraq to North Africa and found that the Berbers don't have a Bible in the Kabyle language. And I began, I hired somebody to translate it. And then when it became available, Berbers started coming to Christ. And today there's a massive movement of over 100,000 Berber Kabylis and Arabs as well who have accepted Jesus and are now walking with God. Literature distribution is necessary. Whether it's tracts or the Jesus film or a gospel or a New Testament, please, Consider that as one way of reaching uh, your Muslim friends. On the campuses and the universities, there are hundreds of Muslims everywhere. Uh, today, as we speak, over 90,000 Saudis in the year 2013, over 90,000 Saudi students are covering America on the university campuses. Some campuses have 200 and 300 and 400. Some have less or more. Isn't it, doesn't it make sense for you to make available the gospel to some of these people? Another story I'd like to tell you to illustrate this, and I love stories because they give you the idea that you can do it too. Danny uh, from Algeria, his name was Ahmad Mughrabi at first. He is an Algerian who grew up in Syria and went to work in a nightclub in Lebanon, in Beirut, Lebanon. As he was walking one evening to his job, 
what we call the cabaret in Lebanon, nightclub, he heard a voice of a man named Mickey Walker. He was shouting and saying, Injil, Injil for 25 cents, for a quarter, Injil for a quarter. So he came and saw a mob of people taking this package of a gospel and a tract and a book in a plastic bag for a quarter Lebanese pound, which is about 10 cents. And he bought one of these. And he went to his work. And as he was preparing and he had a dull moment, he began to read the Bible. And today, Danny is a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ going into Algeria and Morocco and other North African countries to share the gospel. He has baptized many because of one faithful person coming to downtown Beirut and distributing gospels um, for a little bit of money so that people would know about Jesus Christ. The power of the gospel it can, is demonstrated in these three stories, but in many, many other stories that uh, would you please be one of those stories yourself by distributing Scripture. Another way God is using to bring uh, Muslims to Himself is through Bible correspondence courses. Uh, I have used Bible correspondence courses myself. I studied them. I got a certificate in Bible correspondence, and I believed in it so much that I began to distribute a tract offering people Bible correspondence. I'll tell you one story. I went to a village in North Lebanon, and in one day I signed up 200 people for Bible correspondence courses. And I gave these to the office in Beirut, who sent them uh, a New Testament with the first lesson about the life of Jesus. And people would uh, answer the questions, study the, the lesson, and return it. And then they get the second lesson, and the third, and the fourth, until the whole course is finished. And there are several courses, so they would take a certificate in each one of these courses. A year later, I went back uh, to that office and I said, would you give me names and addresses of the people who have finished the course? And they gave me uh, uh, their, these names, but they also gave me a list of 500 people who in one year began to study uh, the Bible Correspondence Course. I wrote a letter to all of them, invited them to a church in Tripoli, Lebanon, my hometown, and uh, 300 people showed up one day on a Saturday all day. During that day, I had an evangelist from Beirut come and preach throughout the day. We had lunch and we had some fun, and we did a graduation where 25 of them graduated uh, from the Bible Correspondence Course, and 35 people that day responded to the call to accept Jesus Christ as a Savior. And today there's a very vibrant church going in that town that started with those young people who accepted Jesus through Bible correspondence courses. Last year I was in Tatarstan and I met an imam who spoke Arabic very well, even though his language was Tatar. But he had gone, he's been sent to Syria to study Arabic at the university and became an imam of a mosque. He saw an ad for a Bible correspondence course. He applied, and now he is a believer in Jesus Christ and following Jesus. Radio, God used radio. Um, 
in lives of thousands upon thousands of people. I remember a time when in Lebanon we had only one radio program uh, airing uh, just before midnight at night from Monte Carlo. No Arab station would allow any Christian programming. But this secular station in Europe allowed for one hour of programming. And so many people I've met over the years who have uh, uh, heard these radio programs and wrote and asked for Scripture, and they send them Scripture, and they, uh, many of them accepted Jesus Christ. One of these stories comes from Nepal, where Farooq was listening to uh, radio programs from India into Nepal. He was a Muslim. He's one of the few 1.2 million Muslim Nepalese. I did not know there were Muslims in Nepal until I met this man who told me his story. As he was hearing radio, he began to write and ask questions, and they sent him materials, and he accepted Jesus as his Savior just as he was listening to radio. For three years, he did not meet another Christian. And later on, he met Christians, and I had the privilege of discipling him as he came to my uh, training center and uh, studied how to reach other Muslims, and he got the training. Radio is being used powerfully around the world. God is drawing Muslims to himself through many means, and TV is another way. Uh, when I grew up as a Christian, uh, as a new believer, there were no radio programs except what I mentioned, but there were no TV programs at all in the Arabic language for, uh, uh, the, for the preaching of the gospel. Today, thankfully, there are more than 20 TV stations, and millions of people, literally millions of Muslims, are hearing the gospel through TV. TV through the, the, these dishes that are on the roofs of many, many thousands and millions of homes all over the Arab world are receiving the message of Jesus Christ into their living rooms, into their kitchens and their bedrooms, wherever they have TV, and they are coming to know Jesus Christ. I know a number of them myself whom I have met and who have told me about their stories. They watch these programs some of them use polemics, some apologetics, some preach the gospel, some are testimonies, some are uh, films and drama. God is really uh, shaking the Arab world through these various means, literature distribution, Bible correspondence courses, radio, TV, and finally through the internet. Amazingly, the internet cannot be stopped. There are many, who, many websites who have been closed down by their governments, but, but they continue to come back, and others. There's so many websites that one website that I'm familiar with receives 250,000 hits every single day. And one story that excites me, I want to end with this, is a man named Ahmed from Mecca. Through the internet, he came to know about an organization in America, he flew to America and called them and met with another guy named Muhammad. And he thought he was a Muslim. He says, why are you talking to me about Jesus? He says, I accepted Jesus Christ as well. And he led him to Jesus Christ. 
Today he lives in Mecca, and he and his wife and four children love the Lord Jesus Christ at the very heart of Islam. God is using many means to bring Muslims to himself. Would you use one of these tools that God has demonstrated to be useful in bringing Muslims to himself? And uh, I will stress this in other classes. Finally, the personal witness. Nothing, nothing replaces personal witness. And I will pick that up in the next lesson.